When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ben Cummins blows the whistle, and the Warriors survive a little bit of a scare from the Titans in the second half. Two quick tries in the last 10 minutes has seen them walk away victors. 28 points to 18. It's another two points on the competition ladder. They'll stay inside the top four, sitting in third position, and they win here on the Gold Coast. 28 points to 18. In the end, two points is two points. I mean, I think Andrew Webster will take a lot from that game in the sense where they can get better the Warriors uh, a lot of improvement definitely playing against 12 men for almost 80 minutes basically uh, Charles Nickel Clockstead we do hope he's okay but the replacement Taintor Picky was outstanding for me the Warriors got the win in the end and now we get to see him back home at Hamilton away game but going to the Tron. Yeah, it's only an hour and a half south of Auckland, so uh, there'll be plenty of Warriors fans there, no doubt about it. Right, uh, our Build People Player of the Day, thanks to Build People. You've been texting through on double eight, double three. But uh, Aish, who do you think picks up? Uh, who do you think picks up the Build People Player of the Day today? The three points. Well, give me a three, two, one. Actually, three, two, one. I'll probably go three points. Shawnee Johnson. Um, I just think the way he constructed, even those kicks at the end, the early kicks, very smart from him, putting them on the back foot, changing momentum of the game, really getting them home. My two points I'd have to give to Jaden Campbell, just the way he turned up in that second half with when the Titans needed him, he was outstanding and um, almost single-handedly won him the game towards the end by his inserting himself in attack. My one point, uh, I'm probably going to go Jackson Ford. It's a toss-up between him and Taintor Picky. I just thought... The way Jackson Ford ran the ball today, the way he supported Metcalf out there when he seemed a bit rattled, I thought Jackson Ford was outstanding today. For okay, the so those are your three, two, ones. Your Bill People player of the day is Sean Johnson. Thanks to Bill People, Bill People, New Zealand's top talent recruiter. Right, time now for our Grain Corp quality moment. Grain Corp feeds your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. What was your what was your favourite sort of moment play of the game tonight, Ash, across the 80 minutes? Um... Oh, there was a lot, mate, to be honest. For me, it was probably personally, I'm a fan of this kid and I've, I've mentioned it. I just think Jaden Campbell's awareness and it and brings back memories to when I was a kid watching Preston, um, seeing Jaden just just the, the nowstus get on, scoop that ball up on an intercept just to know where to be and then just stride away. It was brilliant just yeah. to see him in flight, even though there might have been a, a knock-on in the build-up to the play. But, <laughs> but I do agree with you. <laughs> Very impressive tonight from Jaden Campbell. So there you go. That was our quality moment, the uh, Jaden Campbell intercept try. Uh, right, let's go to the key matchups and find out who has been taking charge thanks to MGHS. The more you've been looking for, let's start with Maratani Akore v David Fafita. Who do you think won that one in the oh, end? Mate, I, I really can't split them. I, I thought both had them moments but both were very poor at stages too obviously Marata near Kore got sin binned and then Dave Fafita missing some of those tackles on Shawnee Johnson I thought yeah I thought it was pretty even from then tonight some good stuff but 
a lot of pull. Sean Johnson caring for him. Well, given that Sean Johnson got your uh, your three Dally M points, I'm imagining he took charge with MG on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Kieran Foran did try his best to get the attack sparked out there on their left hand side, but I just think Shawnee Johnson's he had some bad kicks, but the way he kicked early to that corner, definitely when the Warriors needed the momentum change, I've got to give it to Shawnee. And then to attain to Opeki going up against Jaden Campbell. Uh, Jaden Campbell? Yeah, just, mate. I, I thought Jade, I gave him the two points because I thought he was the, the sole play for the Titans that really had that spark about him tonight. It's, it's a tough one because Tainto Picky came on and some of the things he did, he just looked effortless. Yeah. Just the way he got around players. All right, so those are your uh, your matchups and who took charge thanks to MGHS, the more you've been looking for. And finally, uh, our... Uni Trucks, premium everyday truck that'll go the extra mile. Toughest of the day. A text in here on double eight double three that says that's got to be Chance Little Clockstar for walking off after getting a shoulder to the head. But who gets your uh, toughest of the day award today, Ash? Um, I gave him one point. I'm going to go Jackson Ford. I, I think the the effort, uh, the, the work he gets through, the tireless work he gets through week after week. We don't speak about him enough. We like to go through Toe Harris and Adam Fanor Blake because they're exceptional, but just underrated for me, Jackson Ford. He got us to try to get us. Uh, two tries in front and just the way you held it down on that left edge was outstanding so there you go those are our post-match awards the Warriors victors over the Gold Coast Titans 28 points to 18 as we see the game between Penrith and Melbourne just about to kick off over at uh, Bluebet Stadium in Penrith our post-game show coming up very shortly we will try and bring the press conferences to you if you do want to give us a call 0800 150 811 we always love hearing how you viewed the game or you can text us on 8833 that's Warriors Live thanks to One New Zealand and Alcoa Wheel visit Transpex we'll be back with plenty more post-game analysis after this Welcome back into Warriors Live here on uh, SENZ. We are wrapping the Warriors win over the Titans. 28 points to 18. They still sit third on the NRL ladder now on 32 points. The Storm, uh, if they can beat the Panthers in this game, we're watching right now, they would go to uh, 32 points alongside the Warriors, but they are behind on points differential. Can't see that happening, to be honest, uh, at Bluebet Stadium, but uh, five minutes gone so far, uh, no score. Uh, you can text you anytime on double eight double three. You can give us a call on 0800 As I mentioned, we will try our best to bring you the uh, post-match press conferences between Andrew Webster uh, and uh, the Titans coach Jim Lenahan as they come available to us. But uh, Aish, I mean, how do you how do you sort of, I guess, assess it um, following the bye? They get two points. It was a tough game. Some people sort of thought this might be a bit of a bogey game for the Warriors. That sending off from Fotuaka probably did make a massive difference in the end, given how close it sort of ended up. Yeah, but then again, I mean, you don't know how the Warriors' mindset changed with uh, Mo Fotowaka going to the bin, knowing that you're playing against 12 men for 60 minutes uh, could really affect you. So, look, it could have been a different game with Mo out there, but we just never know. That's just the the way it is. Penalties went the Warriors' way there, and uh, they got up in the end. I think Andrew Webster will take a, a lot of wave from that game to really uh, cut up and look through the week on video. Where do you think the Warriors struggled? From from what you've seen over the last couple of games and, and specifically the wins that they've picked up, where did sort of things go a little bit wrong for them this evening? It's a weird one, Sammy, because we speak how good the Warriors forward pack is and how, how strong their middles are. To be honest, I thought they were got rolled a bit tonight. Mm, um, yeah. Adam Especially Fanua, in that second half. Yeah, well, even that Dave Fafita tried to start. Adam Fanua, Blake was left on the ground. Um, you mentioned that second half. Tohu had just come back on the field, and they're, they're running straight through the Warriors' middle, and it's never a good sign. Never a good sign when they're coming through your middle. 
Um, especially the Titans boys would have been very, very tired at that mm. stage. So yeah. it's definitely something uh, Andrew Webster will have to look at. Uh, going to the stats now, and the Warriors completing at just 71%, which is well below what they normally complete at, around 80%, so 30 from 42 sets. The Titans doing a pretty good job, 31 from 38 sets for 81%. Uh, in terms of the run metres, well in favour of the Warriors, 1,800 to the Titans, 1,300. A lot more post-contact metres, which you can imagine with the way Adam Fanua Blake was running. 47 tackle breaks from the Warriors to the uh, Titans, 34, and uh, the average play the ball speed, uh, speed slightly uh, faster as well for the Warriors. In terms of uh, defence, uh, 35 missed tackles for the Warriors, 47 for the Titans. So, uh, look, plenty of missed tackles from both teams, and effective tackles, 18 to 12, uh, not favouring the Titans. Negative play, we've got the errors, uh, the error count, 12-9. The Warriors, uh, you know, leading that one, which uh, was just something, like you said, Andrew Webster will definitely be talking about with them this week, and uh, 11 penalties across the game six to the Titans five to the Warriors ruck infringements just the one uh, against the Titans uh, which is interesting because uh, you felt like there might have been a couple more six against but that is the way it ended up so uh, the stats definitely on the Warriors side you probably do have to give credit uh, Asian and someone did text us into how the Titans did play with 12 men. A great defence, particularly at the start of that second half when the Warriors did score pretty quickly and were threatening to score a bunch more points. The Titans really held firm and then were able to get a couple of their own. It did. Um, the Warriors, oh, sorry, the Titans did hold strong there. And, you know, we spoke about after the Warriors kicked uh, 12 points clear, are they going to go on with it? And the, the, the Titans, to their credit, they bounced back, they stayed strong. <laughs> Um, had the bench come on and give them a bit of lift. Jaden Campbell went to another level. I just think that oh, we're looking back at the Warriors now. I just think that uh, the stat line, the completion rate, is a massive one. Mm. You know, we're, we're here, the Storm and the Panthers are on now. If you're completing a 71% against that those teams that you want to play in semi-final football, yep. it just won't work. They'll get plenty of points put on them. Yeah, 100%. It's uh, eight and a half minutes gone in that... Uh Panthers Storm game at the moment uh, no score so far and uh, the Panthers are hounding the Storm in they do get a penalty here so uh, yeah it's it's at Bluebet Stadium which is a bit of a cauldron as well so without Jerome uh, Jerome Hughes and and who was the Xavier. other one to it? Xavier, Xavier Coates. Coates, sorry. Uh, the, the Storm are going to uh, struggle big time, I think, against the Panthers here. Uh, you can text through on double eight double three. Let us know your thoughts on the game. You can also give us a call 0800 if you want to have a chat about what you saw from the game uh, tonight. Uh, Jimmy says, Mitch Barnett is an absolute beast. Solid game from two Opiki as well. And, you know, it must be interesting for a guy who's, who's playing the 18th man role who probably doesn't think he's going to be on the paddock all of a sudden gets thrust in there and has to play the best part of 65 minutes. It's uh, it's a pretty big task for a young kid as well. It is. Uh, for a young kid, I made a quick story. I've been an 18th man plenty of times, and one time I was just sitting in the stand having a hot dog and managed to get on the field. <laughs> they called me over the loud uh, loudspeaker at Shark Park. Is Blake Ashford really? in the stands? Bang. Straight on the field, Put so the hot dog down. Yeah, I know exactly. Did that, up, did that hot dog end up coming back at, back up halfway through the game? Nah, see, um, my rig was never that good, so I was used to that bad food. It's <laughs> probably why I never did too good. Oh, but that's um, too good. mate, and I, I know exactly how the kid feels. But you know what? In saying that, it's the best preparation as well because you prepare like you're playing, but you don't have that thought process that you're actually going to get on. So when you get on, it's just carefree, mm. you know. So he went out there and did a exceptional job. 
And, um, you know, if Chance is to miss next week, which is a high possibility, well, I believe he, he might be. Yeah, yeah. He will. So, um, look, he's going to be an easy replacement straight in. And he's done it before this year for us and done an exceptional job. He did it again tonight, and I believe he'll do it again next week. Uh, another text that says, like I said earlier, so many inconsistencies with the referees and the bunker. Officiating needs a lot of work. I mean, uh, outside of the uh, the Sinbin and, the, uh, and the, the red card, the rest of the officiating, Ace? Uh, it was a lot better than last night. I think last night was something like 15 penalties on one side to six or whatever. It was a disgrace last night. But look, May Sammy, I stayed for the game. I almost walked out after the sin bin <laughs> and then the slap. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here, home. I'm glad to still yes. have you here. So look, I stayed. I, I just think I don't know where we're going to go from here. Um, there's definitely going to be head highs going out throughout this weekend and for the remaining rounds, what do they do? Mm, and a- if a send-off is usually a couple of weeks, so we're we going to have so many people sitting out. Well, look, injuries, suspensions, referee decisions, that's what Kempi says is the, are the golden three heading into finals football. It's what influences the makeup of that top eight and that top four. 2-0 to Penrith. They uh, just hit the penalty that was called earlier uh, for two points. So 2-0 on the scoreboard. They lead Melbourne. Uh, let's go to the phone lines now. 0800 if you want to jump aboard. Uh, Domo is on the line now. G'day, Domo. Yeah, g'day guys, mate. Thanks, thanks, man. Awesome, uh, awesome analysis and commentary, Ash, mate. Wh- why the heck did Pompey get um, pulled up for a crusher? That's that's despicable, eh? I think, in my opinion, what's happening with the officiating? They're getting too much uh, pressure from outside. They're not thinking for themselves, eh? There's obviously pressure from outside. Um, they're not being allowed to do their job because this was. In my opinion, mate, it was more diabolical tonight than, than last night's game, which was really bad. I just can't make sense of it, mate. And it's pretty sad when playing fans, mate, I'm flying back in, um, going to pick up three games, going to spend good money, and, and it's a toying cost where the, the, the bunker tonight, mate, was a disgrace, honestly, mate. Just uh, everyone saw it, mate. The eyes don't rise. So uh, just my yep. two cents worth. Thanks, guys, and uh, love to call, man. Yeah, appreciate, appreciate that, Domo, as always. Uh, Ace, you want to respond? Yeah, to look, mate, I, I, I add my frustrations out throughout the call. I, I think the inconsistency, like you, mate, I, I, I'm a bit dumbfounded into some decisions, especially with the bunker. I think they need ex-players. I know they have been in the past, but just recently retired who have the feel of the game. Mm. And they know when players are taking a dive. They know if people can get out of crusher tackles or if it is a legit crusher tackle or someone's laying down. I think that's a step they need to take and just get out of the referee's ear and let him play and referee how he sees it. Yeah, there, so many of those crusher tackles, it's like, what's the player supposed to do? And the reason why they're trying to outlaw it is because you'd often have a third man that would come into the tackle and forcefully fall on the back of them. But, I mean, most of the time now, the crusher tackles you see are accidental or incidental mm. so it's like what are they trying to outrule there because or outlaw because it seems like it's almost impossible to do was interesting the, the bunker call on the Jaden Campbell intercept try the fact that you know, the bunker were quick to confirm that try and then they were still showing the slow motion replays on TV showing that it sort of it, at least warranted a look perhaps and that's where I don't know whether the commentators and obviously don't work with the bunker and things you no. know because the commentators or whoever works at Fox yeah. and Sky they but show it, the it, replay on how but they could have. But the but the bunker could have had a close. Like clearly, they yep. only had a quick look at it and confirmed it instantly. Whereas, you know, quite often what we see is the ref will ask to go upstairs and they'll have the extended look at it, which, you know, at, at the least could have warranted something like that. Oh, exactly. And the, but you remember the referee usually gets the call off the bunker, so that's why I think you're confused. That's why I'm confused. Yeah, is how that's true. the that's bunker true. did not say, "Hey, we need to have a look at it." When yep. 
uh, the Fox replays, the Sky replays showed us that. Yep. And that, would have been shown, and that would have been shown at the ground as well, those Fox replays, because mm-hmm. that's what's up on the big screens. Uh, to the phone lines we go again, 0800 150 uh, Zade's called in. G'day, Zade. Uh, yeah, uh, good evening, guys. Um, I, ha- I have a question quickly, but I do want to talk about the game. What's the difference between the fifth and the sixth tackle? Do you kick on the sixth or the fifth? No, you kick on the fifth tackle. Then how come I say there's six tackles in league then? Well, because you get tackled for tackle one. And then you get tackle for tackle two, tackle three, you get tackle for tackle four, then you get tackle for tackle five, and you're kicking on the fifth tackle. So theoretically, it's six plays. (laughs) So shouldn't it just be five plays, and if you kick on tackle five? Well, no, you've been tackled tackled on tackle five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you mean tackle one, tackle zero. So it starts from zero, and then you add five plus the zero. Correct. Essentially, yes. (laughs) Weird mass, eh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's like when when you get tackled, Zade, that's what brings up the tackle count. So if you get tackled, you get tackled for tackle one. So on tackle five, you've been tackled five times. It is now the sixth play. If you were to get tackled, it would be the sixth tackle. If you got tackled with the ball, it would have been the sixth tackle, if you get me. Yeah, and then, and then it's obviously, if, and then obviously if it goes on a kick out dead, then you obviously get the extra one, yeah? Correct. So that goes to seven, but and then you obviously kick on the six, correct? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, obviously, great. I failed maths in high school, Zane. I hope you know that. Would have to be the um, man of the match. Um, for me, you know, a great game. Another two points for the Warriors. And um, obviously, looks like the Storm uh, will probably lose. So we'll stay where we are. Um, well, they've just, yeah, they've just, sco- they've just scored, Zane. They came on real strong they've... and kind of iced the game off, you know. They've just scored, mate. It's six points to two, and they've got a kick as well. They got another two-pointer from a penalty. So uh, the Storm, to your surprise, uh, are going to be out ahead at Penrith, mate. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, Zayda, great to have you calling in, mate. Uh, were you watching the Warriors over the MPC tonight? Uh, yeah, of course. Auckland's not playing, so yeah, Warriors all day. Nice. Good man, Zayd. And uh, are you going you. to head down to Hamilton? For, for what, sorry? Next weekend, Warriors-Titans. Uh, nah, oh, sorry, Tigers. to the Seagulls, though. Oh, nice. Good man. All right. Well, uh, great Sweet. to have you listening Thank along. You. Yeah, Zayden, we'll talk to you next week, I am sure. Um, I did say to him, I failed maths in high school, but... Um, oh, I'm glad you explained that, because... I mean, I've played the game since I was five, and I still well, forget it's one it of those sometimes. things that you do take for granted, but the, but the idea is, if I can just try and relitigate it without trying to confuse everyone, is that when you get tackled the tackle count comes up. It's not like the tackle count comes up before you get tackled. So when you get when it gets to the fifth tackle, you've been tackled five times, and so you're, you know, this is technically what well, they say, the fifth, but if you were to get tackled, it would come up as the sixth tackle yep. on the tackle count. But, I, I, I get you. Hard job refereeing. Hard is job. It, I don't know. <laughs> Counting. <laughs> Counting is the hard part, I think. All right, we've got to take a break here on uh, Warriors Live. Thanks to One New Zealand. Plenty more to come. And like I said, we will try and bring those post-match press conferences to you. Uh, Melbourne up six points to two over Penrith at Bluebet Stadium. They've got a kick to come as well from Nick Meany. I might just talk you through this one because he's lining it up right now. He's going to bring it round. No, he's not. So it's going to stay six points to two. Uh, stay with us. Plenty more to come. You can give us a call 0800 150 or flick us a text on double eight double three. Back in a moment. Warriors live here on SENZ, thanks to Alcoa Wheels at Transpex. Uh, texting here from Jimmy. Uh, we want Storm to win and Cowboys, like old mates, tip to win. Then another couple of upsets and the Warriors keep winning minor premiership on the way, lads. Great call, uh, Sammy and Aish and Mean and Analysis as well. That is from Jimmy. Am I old mate? 
You must be old mate. Yeah, yeah old mate. Age. <laughs> old mate. Age. Uh, another one that says today, Metcalf appears to. This is another text. Someone did text about. Metcalf and a little bit uh, sort of anti, I guess, but this is a different texter that says, Today, Metcalf appears to just be a flat track bully. The soft run into the playoffs isn't going to be ideal preparation for him ahead of the playoffs and will mean opposition teams will he- heap the pressure on SJ on the fifth tackle due to Metcalf's lack of support towards game management. Thoughts on that, Ash? Um Yeah, it's a valid point. I mean, he's still growing. Lukey Metcalf, with every game, it's his first full season, or not even a full season, is it? First half season as a as a starting half. I mean... The thing the Warriors have this year is we've got Tamari Martin coming back. Yeah, you've got a young Ronald Volkman there. Um, you know, you've you've got options with the Warriors team where if someone isn't performing, Andrew Webster's the sort of coach that will make tough decisions. Mm. I think he showed that. Um, and look, if he's not performing, Metcalf, then I think Tamari Martin will come in. But look, the kid's still learning as a six, and I, I think you know. He's complimenting Shawnee well so far. Yeah, that big question mark over Tomati Martin when, when or if he will come back in uh, in 2023. Uh, still six points to two uh, in Penrith with uh, the Melbourne Storm leading at the moment, six points to two. Um, let's have a look at the games coming up for both teams. For the Warriors, they've got the Tigers away next week, then the Seagulls home and the Dragons home. What sort of challenge do you think the Tigers are going to present the Warriors next weekend? They're an unpredictable team. I mean, to to be honest, look, you you think the Warriors would run away with it? Just look, but then again, like I thought they'd run away with it tonight. Um, Upper Carousel's back from injury for the Tigers. Mm. They almost snuck one away from the Rabbits last week. It was two points right down to the death. Um, yeah, look at Hamilton. I know. I remember last time we played there at Hamilton. I think I was playing. We played the Dragons, and we we got dusted a bit. So mm. um, we were favourites on that night as well, I believe. So look, the Tigers will come there to do a job. They're out of the eight. They're here to ruin people's parties, and I'd, I'd say they're coming over here to ruin the, the Warriors' party if they can. And then the Seagulls, Dragons. I mean, we talked about the Seagulls in the pregame and how up and down they are. They then have the Dragons at home, who they towed up earlier in the season. It's it's it is an interesting run home because you know on paper you're, you're talking about five teams that the Warriors should beat, but I mean tonight you know you get a little bit of a scare mm. from the Titans. Like you see, the Tigers are unpredictable. The Seagulls have beaten some pretty big teams in that in that top eight, uh, and then the Dragons. You know you've got to think that the Dragons are going to just pick up a couple of wins before the end of the season. So it's not sort of all plain sailing, despite you know what people might think. Well, it's not like I, I told you on the pregame. I had my top eight predicted and. You know, I had it set, and now there's about three or four teams that have just piped their heads up over the last couple of weeks with yeah. winning games that they, well, no one really thought they should have. You know, yeah. we talk about the Knights come from nowhere, the Eels now have got Dylan Brown back, the Roosters maybe found a bit of form. Like, all these things are, are putting a spanner in the works, not only for the Warriors, but just for the whole league. Mm. And it's exciting as a fan, but um, I, I do think that Seagulls games, you know, will be tough for the Warriors. Now uh, Brian Toto just going in to score for the uh, Penrith Panthers. Decent try to to them, so they'll be drawing the score levels at six all with a kick to come. Um, the Titans, if you didn't sort of give them a shot, uh, you'd say that's pretty much it for them after that loss? Look, I, I think just looking at the ladder, I possibly think that um, 32 points get you in. I think 32 points is the top eight. That's just me having a rough look. Um, Which means they... They won't be able to get no. there because they got four games left, and uh, if they won every single game, and they they do come up against the Panthers and the Storm. Yep, and and look, worst case scenario for the Warriors, they lose every game. I'd say they'd finish eighth. Mm. So I think the Warriors have just cemented their top eight spot. Yep, 
after winning this game tonight. Top four, I think they do cement it in the next couple of weeks. But look, I think 32 points is the cutoff for the eight this this year. The good thing is as well, me and Kimby have been talking about this a lot, all those top eight teams are sort of playing each other anyway. So they're taking points away from one another. It's not like, you know, everyone's playing teams outside the top eight and it's just going to be a points fest. Um, so that, that bodes well for the Warriors too. So uh, the Panth- so the Titans, you can basically uh, draw a line through them with the Sharks, Panthers, Storm away over the de- their next three games. Um, for the Warriors, or well, actually more, more, more about that sort of top eight, that top four, do you feel like... The Panthers and the Broncos are the clear favourites in one and two, or do you feel like the top eight is very malleable? Any of those teams, when it gets to finals, can sort of win on their day, or do you genuinely think there's only a couple of premiership contenders? Like, for example, are the Rabbits premiership contenders? Are the Storm premiership contenders? Are the Cowboys premiership contenders? Or do you only sort of have a line underneath those top couple of teams? No, I, I give everyone a chance mate um, look if you ask me about the, the, the Panthers form last couple of years it's been outstanding if they had that form coming into the final series I don't think anyone touches them mm. just how good they've been but they're not the same team they have been the last couple of years yes they're winning games but it's it's not by the same margins It's I, I just don't think they're playing as good as they have been the last couple of years and I think that's part of the rest of the league playing some good footy and trying to figure out the Panthers and just getting their own club in order. Uh, you look at the Broncos, they've got a stacked teammate from yeah. 1 to 13 to the bench. It's it's outstanding. You look at the Warriors, we just spoke about Tamari Martin. We spoke about Jazz Tavunga coming back, leaving Bantiafoa off the team today. The depth there is outstanding. Mm. And then how can you count out the Storm or the, or the Bunnies with Latrell Mitchell, who I personally believe is the best player in rugby league? when he wants to be. Yeah, absolutely. There are still, like we said, lots of players to come back for each of these teams. Uh, what do you reckon? You said 32 points to secure a top eight. What do you think secures top four for the Warriors? Um, I'd, I'd, I'd dare say probably a 36. So they just need two more. Two more the, wins. Two more of the next yep. four. Two two of the next four. I, I think they get that. Um I just, the only reason I say 36 is because, like you mentioned, all the teams are playing each other. So... Um, I, I can't see those teams like the Cowboys and that picking up the rest of the games to try and get to the 36. I think 36 would be too far for the rest of these teams to get to. Right. I think uh, Jim Lenahan, the uh, the Titans coach, has just walked into the uh, into the press conference. So we'll uh, we'll go and hear from the Titans head coach now. Well, then, you didn't get the win, Jimmy, but you must be pretty proud of that effort overall, really. Oh yeah, definitely proud. I think um, 63 minutes. I think we were down to 12. And to be in a position where straight after half time we had an early try go against us, we probably could have been on a teetering point of where we wanted to, you know, invest ourselves or how we hold ourselves. But to still be 18 all with six minutes to go, I, was, I thought they were really brave and I was proud of them. What did you make of the Mo send off? Uh, Jimmy was saying now two send offs in the last um, 24 hours in the NRL. What did you make of that one? Oh. Um, I think if you compare the one from last night, I don't think it was the same sort of thing. I don't think Mo's coming out of the ground or um, coming recklessly out of the ground. I think Mo's pretty much bracing. Yeah, there might have been a bit of contact to the head and maybe 10 minutes I think was probably sufficient. I don't know if it justifies at that point to probably ruin the game, but you know, it put us under a hell of a lot of pressure and pretty much the game was over at that point. So I uh, thought we... 
something that they'll obviously look at and we'll work out what happens after that point. But I thought it put the game in a bit of a tough spot for us. What happened with AJ, mate? Were you expecting him to play? or? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he, he tried to. He's still got a lot of fluid on his hip. I don't think whether the needles worked because there's that much fluid on his body at the moment trying to sort of get him on there. He tried his best for us, but um, just couldn't take the field. So he tried the warm-up, but still grabbing him. So not sure where that'll be, whether it'll be enough swelling come out of it this week to try and get into next week or it might just be another week off for him. So we'll just see how we go. What is it, actually? What's wrong with him? I think it's like an oblique tear, something like that. So I don't think it's... Uh, Really, really bad, but it's just one of those awkward things that um, is very painful where it is on the body. It sort of joins in on the hip somewhere, so it's not a not a comfortable sort of injury. So yeah. he did really well trying to get there for us today, and we'll just have to go week by week and see how he goes. You were going to play him at centre tonight if he was on the field and Jaden at fullback, right? Yeah. Campbell, I mean, his performance tonight, like he, he almost pulled the game out of the fire for you. Some of his... Like, I know he plays a lot of backyard footy, but he's tough and he, he can do just about anything. Yeah. Does tonight just sort of clarify why you were going to do that? To play? Yeah, definitely. We'll just, we've got to have him out there, no doubt. We've got to try and have AJ out there as well. So it gives us just the whole situation has given us an opportunity to have them both out there at the moment. So that's really, really good. But obviously it'll something that we'll look at. Obviously Des will look at it, obviously going over into the pre-season, into the next year. So um, it's probably something that... If it was more of a wholesale change, it'd be something that'd be tampered with and, and adjusted within an off season. But at the moment, we're just trying to push two out there and get what we can get with the limited people we got. I know it's a long term plan, but it, it looks like your sh- your short term is definitely to play him at fullback for the foreseeable future. JC. Yeah. 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 Certainly. Well, at the moment, AJ might not play again, depending on how bad that injury is. So we'll just sort of see how he goes, and it'll be no no doubt that uh, I get confused with the initials but JC would more than likely be playing there anyway just the way AJ is. Did you have any warning at all that there might be a bit of a crackdown this week with the like we've seen two send-offs it's in the space of like in two games it's unusual or is it just a coincidence or was there anything coming to, to you from the NRL on this? I, I didn't hear anything coming from it we had no warning on it and I still don't really think uh, Mo was all that overly overtly aggressive coming out of the line he just sort of braces himself and holds a position and then they're obviously coming at each other from two different points and Chance is sort of coming in and turning the corner and drops a little bit late and then he, they collide so yep it's it's unfortunate no one wants to see that but it's a body contact sport played at high velocity and those sort of things will happen from time to time I don't think at any point Mo was maliciously trying to do anything or hurt anyone or even coming out of the line to try and attack anyone. He's just holding his position and making a tackle and it ends up like that. So I thought the the send-off was harsh for us. What did you want to change when you took over, Jimmy, from Justin? Uh, I don't think we... Pretty much we just wanted to work harder at being a more trustworthy team that works hard. And really proud of how the boys have worked really hard we've we focused on ourselves we're not really focusing on other teams at the moment we've got a lot to work on there's no doubt about that and defense is one of them but our ability to have grit and determination in our defense and work hard for each other was on display again tonight and for the last uh i don't know how many games it's been now but say six roughly um we've had one bad half and other times we're really working hard and then evolving so really proud of how we're 
holding ourselves, really proud of the mindset that we have and we want to shift perception of other people about our club into a club that's a strong club and not being apologetic for it. We don't want... There you go, Jim Linehan, the, uh, the Titans coach there. Yeah, pretty... Uh... Well, he's, he's civil when talking about that uh, that send-off, but uh, does make a secret of the fact that he disagreed with it, um, Aish, and uh, yeah, praising uh, young Jaden Campbell like we all were, um, who had just a great a great outing as well. We will try and get to uh, the Andrew Webster press conference. That probably won't be too far away. 12 points to 6, uh, Penrith leading Melbourne after Brian Toto went in. Uh, they've got 8.5 minutes to play in the first half. Keep your text coming through on 8833. We'll hopefully bring you uh, Andrew Webster after the break here on Warriors Live, thanks to Alcoa Wheels at Transpex. Yeah, Warriors Live, thanks to Alcoa Wheels at Transpex. Uh, it has finished 28 points to 18 at Seabus Super Stadium in favour of the Warriors. We just heard from Titans coach Jim Lenahan, interim coach. It's time now to hear from the Warriors coach, Andrew Webster. Well, Andrew, they, they made you work hard for that win, but once again, you, you showed that you're a team that can find all sorts of ways to win a football game. Yeah, I, I think sometimes the expression when ugly, you, you know, sometimes you got to do it. But um, yeah, I think we're all in there understanding right now that definitely was ugly, but it's just not where we want to be. And, um, I just think, you know, Titans should, you know, 12, 12 men to do what they did, come to play and made us work for it. But, yeah, we've got to make some adjustments when different things change. And um, our boys tried hard again the night. So, like, you know, when you're a coach and you know that, um, you, you're proud of it. But you, the, the way we executed and the way we played, it's just not where we want to be and what we want to do. Johnson once again got you out of a lot of trouble uh, back into the uh, first half and then he was involved in the start of the second. Look, it's just pretty extraordinary what he's doing for you this season. Yeah, so like they obviously were coming coming hard past the ball defensively and uh, Sean showed us the way by dumbing and digging in and he made two, two tries in the first half and then second half he was like, right, we've got to change our mindset here and kicked early, put him in the corner. Um, we've got to repeat, we've got to try out of it. All just from his mentality about the long game and playing tough and doing it that way through a kick, a long kick and a long chase. And then we got the results from it. So a couple of times we let him off the hook through it, but um, his mentality was like, we're going to grind him here in the second half. And um, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's playing great footy, Sean. Is that what you've brought to the table here, or what you want to see the Warriors do? I mean, I know you've probably been asked this before, but playing the long game and winning ugly, like it's it's probably not something you'd associate with the Warriors of recent times. But if you can do it, uh, they're they're a good side, the Titans. It's a good sign. Yeah, it's not something about the past. It's just it's just about like what wins football games, and we've designed it. What every NRL, time, every NRL team would like to do to win games, and we designed it what suits us. So um, we feel like we can do it. Um, it's not going to. We do it a little bit different to how other teams would, and our styles, our styles, what suits our boys. But um, I think you've got to be good at that if you want to be a good side. So I don't think I bought it. It's just something that the team wants to be good at, and they know it wins NRL games. So we're all we're all do, trying to do it together. How's um, Chance? Uh, and what did you make of that incident when Mum sent off? I'll leave that to the judiciary, mate. Um, yeah, he obviously got hit in the head. He's concussed. Um, he's doing doing okay. Um, he's talking well. It's it's hard to say how they're doing when they get concussed. But as far as where he was when he when he was hit the ground and where he is now, he's really good. So considering, so he's safe and we're happy about that. Are you a bit concerned? He's had a few of those uh, this year. Is, is it a concern for you? Uh, I'll only be concerned if the medical team concerns. Um, so. 
Um, I think he had one a long time ago like that. So in the years, he's had a couple of minor ones, but yeah, they won like that really early in the season. So there's been a bit of a gap. But I always ask people, when you get hit like that in the head, like, does it matter who you are? Is that going to happen whether you had one in the past or you haven't? So um, that, that that was just one of those ones that I think the same result would have been for any player. You lost the player for slapping. Would you make of that, Andrew? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Like, there was a... Yeah, it's hard, that block. <laughs> I hate these ones. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go there. It's just one. It was just an incident where I thought we were poorly disciplined. Um, to be honest, um, we've got to stick up for ourselves all the time, and, and that, that's important. But um, we've got to do it in the right way and know when to do it. So we know that. Like no one's making excuses in there. Look, we we struggled in a couple of those moments. Yeah, you got. Um, I don't think you play another top eight team for the rest of the, the regular season now. Like, well, what do you want to get out of this last four weeks before the finals? <clears throat> I just want to win. Yeah, I want to win as many games as we can and want to do it in the way we want to do it. Um, and I want to walk off proud of the performance. And if that means we get a win, then that's great. Like um, tomorrow, we'll review it exactly the same way. And um, there'll be lots that we like, and there'll be lots we don't. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't know what we wanted to do tonight and we didn't adjust so we've got, we've got to get better at that and yeah we're, we're not focused on anything bar the Tigers in Hamilton so um, yeah that's that's our next focus. It's a good opportunity for your supporters to, and for your team as well to play an extended period at home where you don't have to travel. Yeah it's great anytime you get to play in New Zealand I mean I'm really grateful for the Tigers taking their home game to New Zealand to repay the Warriors for, for their time overseas so um, that's really cool when we get the opportunity to to play in Hamilton which is an hour and a half from Auckland um, give some new fans a look at our, our team and, and celebrate that and um, yeah so like just any chance you get to play in New Zealand and even take it on the road and because we've got to remember we're, we're a New Zealand team when we're, we're all over New Zealand so any opportunity we get we, we celebrate it thanks guys thanks, thanks. <laughs> Andrew Webster there, the uh, Warriors coach, off the back of the 28 points to 18 win for the Warriors. A couple of texts that are coming on double eight, double three. Uh, David says, hey team, Warriors to finish second, need Brisbane to drop two games. Cowboys away, Eels home, Raiders away, Storm away. What do you think? I think you'd look at that, Ace, and you might say the, the Cowboys game this weekend is going to be their tough one, but maybe the Raiders away and certainly the Storm away as well, last game of the season. If you're like me and you're not completely sold on, on the Broncos yet, um, look, you, there's definitely hope for the Warriors, and I do like it, and possibly a Mount Smart first week of the semis. Yeah. Semi, yeah. I'm sure you'll be there commentating, I yeah. believe, and they're sold out. Uh, bring sold back out memories of uh, Ruben Wiki running yeah. into the Roosters pack. Been a long time since the Warriors, and we're just watching the uh, Panthers Storm game at the moment. Panthers got another try, so they're up twenty points to six. Um, so the Storm are struggling, but they might have a couple of players back by the time they meet the Broncos in that last game. So that might be another one that the Broncos do drop uh, half time there in that game, twenty points to six. Um, what is your prediction for next weekend? By the way, Ash, I haven't actually asked you what you think is going to happen against the Tigers in terms of a a scoreline. Oh, look, mate. To be honest, I just don't see. Looking at it face value straight up, I don't see anyone really challenging the Warriors. I thought that tonight the Titans challenged them. So mm. I, I can't confidently say that I believe any of these other teams that the Warriors are playing should beat them. Um, I think the Warriors in Hamilton next week can put a score on. Like Andrew Webster said, they went to the game and didn't get out of the game what they wanted. They didn't hit their key points. 
And yes, they won. He's happy about that. He just wants to win, but that's not where they want to be. Mm. And that's the coach you want to play for, someone who's not satisfied, even though we won. There's a lot of improvement. So I think next week they're going to have to improve and try and hit those points they want. Absolutely. We'll take our, our last break here on uh, Warriors Live and uh, we'll come back, finish up our broadcast after that. Warriors Live here, wrapping the game between the Titans and the Warriors. 28 points to 18. Just quickly, we'll run through the try scorers for you. For the Titans, David Fafita, Joe Stimson, Jaden Campbell. For the Warriors, Sean Johnson got a double. Jackson Ford, Toru Harris, Dallin Watini, Zalesniak. And it was uh, two tries in the last 10 minutes, really, that saw the Warriors over the line. Andrew Webster saying that his team's got a lot to work on and uh, not getting baited into the discussion about the referees, which is pretty classic Webby-ish. Yeah, he did deflect from that uh, very smartly from Webby. He's mm. his first season coach here, or head coach, and He's doing a good job not to uh, cost Robbo $10,000 in fines. <laughs> I, you, you would have been coached by Webby at some stage, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I, um, at, I, at both both teams? Uh, so with the Tigers, I was in grade and he was the under-20s coach. Right. And he was, he was doing a great job with the 20s and then got to know him there and then came across to the Warriors my first year and good old Andrew Webster was the assistant coach. So mm. very smart, intelligent football brain. Um and like you've seen this year, brings a, a different side, a different culture, a different togetherness yeah. um, amongst the team that we're now seeing in the Warriors. Could you see, so obviously he was a smart you know, footy brain, like you said, as an assistant coach, but could you see like head coach in him? Um, yes and no. It's hard to tell as an assistant coach um, just because... You don't deal with the players as much, do you? Yeah, oh, you do, but the assistant coaches aren't the ones that have to deliver that yeah. hard nose, yeah. uh, you're out this week. Or you, you know, they're the ones that are always your friends. They get to joke around with you, yeah. and he's great with that. Um, and from all the reports, he still does a bit of that with the boys, but when he's firm, he's firm. Mm-hmm. And, um, look, I, I love Whippy as a bloke and as a coach, and... You can tell he's going to do a good job, mm. and he is. Yeah, he's doing a fantastic job. He's got to be up for Coach of the Year as well. They're talking about Kivy Walters, but gee, with the roster he's got and the amount of time he's had there, surely you, you, you know you'd have to give it to Webby for how he's turned the club around. And and for a lot of people, had them as wooden spooners. I mean, the Broncos were touted as sort of contenders, but the Warriors were touted as wooden spooners. So Ex- yeah, exactly, mate. And I'm with you. And they're saying that now, and the Broncos are two points ahead, or four point. Oh no, sorry, two points ahead. Mm. They could lose tomorrow. They've got a tough run home. The Warriors could finish ahead of them. Yeah, I just think, yeah, no one saw this coming from the Warriors. We thought it might take a bit. They definitely had some players there that you know we thought could do the job. But there was talks maybe they might sneak in the eight mm. and cause some problems. True. Mate, they're looking at top two. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and very much on the cards. Um, just quickly on the Dalliams before we wrap up, um, you know, Sean Johnson, a real shot um, for the Dallier medal, and he probably did get another couple of points tonight, you'd think. Um, Aish, and, and who else do you think from the team's got a real shot to sort of make the Dallium team of the year? Because you'd look at someone like Fanua Blake as potentially prop of the year, uh, maybe Dylan Walker as interchange change. player of the year. Is there anyone else that you think might sort of sneak in as in a certain position? Or? Oh, it's tough to say, mate. I, I think those two are probably uh, probably certainties, Adam Fanua Blake and Shawnee Johnson. Mm. I don't know about any of the other positions. I think, you know, there's a couple of key positions in other teams where I would like to have a Tohu and Dylan Walker and all the players in because yeah. even a Jackson Ford, we spoke about how good he's been. But True. I just think um, there's a lot of talent across this league and I think if we get two in, we'll be happy. 
Well, there you go. That's us for another week here on Warriors Live. As we said, the Warriors beating the Titans at 28 points to 18 on the Gold Coast. Another two points well inside the top four. The Panthers are up 20 points to six at halftime against the Storm. We'll keep our eyes on that one for the next couple of hours. But that is us for another weekend. Plenty of analysis to come throughout the week on SENZ and, of course, live commentary of the Tigers game next Saturday. We'll see you there.